everything we go through is, um, is character building, right? Is to, to grow us, is to make us into a better version of ourselves with every situation that we go through and every decision that we make. And, and, um, when we learn how to like change our perspective to be like, man, what, what do I need to learn from this? Or what could I do differently? Or, you know, and, and, and look at things from that perspective, we're going to get that much more stronger. Um, and that's what helps us push forward. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to One Thing in Common podcast. On today's episode, we have my lovely friend, Diane Donis. Diane is a woman of faith. She's a mother to her beautiful young daughter, Nilea. Diane is an HR manager at Gano Health and the founder and CEO of Human Resources Operating Creatively, also known as HROC. Diane has a passion to help others and loves seeing single moms succeed. Everyone, I am so excited to have on my friend, Diane. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hello, Diane. How are you, girl? <laughs> I'm doing amazing. Thank God. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's um, it's Saturday Night Live and we out here recording a whole pod and that's how we do. You know, what else? What else better to do on a Saturday night than record a podcast? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Got my tea. Like, it's a good night. It's a good night. <laughs> so I'm so excited, Diane, to have you on. You've been someone that's been on my heart for quite a while. Uh, for those of you who don't know Diane, uh, we've been friends for, I would say, almost seven years now, a hot minute, yeah. a long time. Yeah. Uh, we actually met, we were both at the time in a network marketing company, and we worked very close alongside with um, the teams that we were in. And Diane just always stood out to me, you know, your sweet spirit, uh, your energy, just such a soft heart. And I would say, I, I would say I have a soft heart too. So, you know, you are like, you attract who you are. So I was just naturally like attracted as, as who you were as a person, you know, like your heart for people to truly want to help people and stuff. And so, um, I was like, I gotta stay close to this girl. She, she's, she's doing something good. Um, and it's crazy because, you know, obviously, you know, life happens, you know, moving to different like cities, states, continents, um, not talking as much. And we both moved on to different seasons in our lives, doing different things. Um, but we were on the phone the other day and I had told you, I was like, Diane, like you are the same woman that I met seven years ago. Like that same sweetheart, like that's still you. It's still, like you still got it. And, and it's obviously who you are as a person. So I'm just so excited for people to hear a little bit more about your story and, um, you know, some of the trials and tribulations that you've had to go through yeah. to really get to, um, not just do what you do, but like become who you have became over the last couple of years. Um, yeah. so I know you now have a new, whole business that you started and you didn't have that when, you know, we met originally. <laughs> so I think that's awesome. And, um, you had shared with me that how all that unraveled. So I would love Diane, if you could just share with the listeners, you know, people can 
hear, wow, she's a business owner and she's doing a lot right now, but I don't think people kind of unlike they don't see the behind the scenes. They don't know how you got there. They didn't know all the sacrifices that you had to make and some of the things that you had to go through. Right. Yeah. And I know you yeah. went through a lot, a lot, a lot. And yeah. so I would just love if you could just share with the listeners you know, a little bit about your story on how you started your business, but also like um, becoming the person that you are today through the last couple of seasons of your life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, in regards to, uh, my business. So it was actually an idea that I had long before our network marketing season. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was just something that, you know, God had put in my heart for some time, but it was one of those things that it was there. It was in my heart, but I never really capitalized on it. I never really, tuned into that little nudge and that little calling. It, it was almost like um, every other path that presented itself um, that I felt some sort of tug towards. I ended up following that and kind of putting that, you know, dream of what I wanted to do a little bit on the back burner burner and just kind of saw like a shiny distraction and then went that way. Yeah. Um, and to be quite honest, it wasn't until uh, last year during COVID um, that I was really tested, that I was really like, it, it just, it just came in my heart again. And I was just like, you know what, I need to pursue this. And mm -hmm. last year, what had happened was, you know, I was, I remember when the start of COVID, we were literally, um, towards the end of February, I, it was already March, if I'm not mistaken, where, you know, my siblings and I, um, found out that, you know, my dad had been, um, we were battling cancer again for the third time. So his lymphoma had returned and, and mind you, my dad is a fighter. Okay. So throw every stint of, um, you know, cancer of chemo, like we've fought that and we fought that together. Um, and he's done chemo, he's done, you know, stem cell transplant. And at that time last year, we had already finished you know, uh, the stem cell transplant, you know, a couple of years prior. And we thought, you know, we're out of the woods, but in March of last year, we kind of knew something was wrong. Cause every single time, like we would talk to my dad on the phone there was like, he was confused about something. He was, he was just saying certain things that were a little bit outlandish and thank God for my sister, my sister, she's actually a, a pre-med student. She lives in uh, California, but she picks up on these cues very quickly. So one time she was talking to him, it was just something wasn't right. So she had him go to the doctors right away with my aunt. Um, and after some tests, they did let us know that his lymphoma had returned and it was literally in his brain and it was growing a mass on his frontal lobe, which was causing the confusion and everything of that sort. So um, when we found that out, it didn't take nothing but like two seconds to like get our things into gear and literally, you know, make some life altering decisions to, you know, leave where we were currently at. And I was here in Florida. I was working at a job. I was at the time I was doing um, a job as an, a project uh, manager, as well as a interim director of HR for a construction company that was, you know, building hotels um, from scratch, you know, and at the time um, we were all going remote. 
so it was almost like, to be quite honest, as bad as everything was with COVID making everybody go remote and all schools go remote and it was an adjustment period, but it was almost like God knew what we were about to go through. And, um, it's almost like these adjustments that were made and these requirements of going remote in a sense, it was a blessing, you know, for me, because at that moment I was able to, you know, leave where I was physically at here in Florida. I was able to fly to Boston to be there, you know, with my dad throughout this, you know, entire process. And I was able to work remote at the time up until like August, I was able to work remote and not to mention my daughter was um, going to school remote. So I didn't have to uproot her from that school to go and relocate her to a whole nother state in that school and in a school and another state. It was just, it was, it was almost like it was so convenient that it was crazy, you know, as, as bad as everything was in the world, it was almost like for me at that point, things were working out for my good. You know, and just like the Bible talks about, like everything will work out for your good. So that was how I kind of looked at that whole situation. Um, so, yeah, so I was in Boston for the time and taking care of my dad throughout the process. And there was a, a lot of things we had to go through, whether it was chemo and we had to do this um, whole new therapy that, you know, at the time it was only five years old. Right. So just the beginning of this year this therapy was only five years old. It wasn't something that was completely certified. And um, they told us that this was like pretty much our last shot, you know, and, and we had to do this or it wasn't going to be good or we were going to lose my dad from this, you know, mass in his brain that was going to continue to grow. So immediately, like I come from a, a faithful family, hands down, since I was a little girl, we were always going to church every Sunday, every Friday, singing all kinds of, you know, worship songs, old school worship songs. Um, so we're very, all the hymns. Yes. All the hymns. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and my mom and her sisters, they're extremely faithful women. Like we have, um, a very, 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 very faithful bunch in our family. So um, needless to say, we stayed close to our faith throughout the entire process. And to be quite honest, that's what carried us through um, because there were a lot, a lot of difficult times and times where we had to see, even through the process of the CAR T cell therapy, had to see my dad's whole, you know, and I get emotional talking about it. Um, excuse me, but it's an emotional process because, you know, there was a lot that happened during that time Mm -hmm. that, um, as a caretaker, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot as a caretaker to see just the people that, um, just the people that were so strong in your life, you know, the people that took care of you. And um, to see them like reset mentally and to see them so weak that you have to like kind of like step in, it weighs a lot, you know. So but throughout that whole process, man, it's like God was there, you know, and um, 
it took a lot of prayer, a lot of faith, a lot of strength to get through that moment. Um, and we did, and we did. And after, you know, the procedure and even, you know, now we're what, six, seven months post procedure, like, man, if I showed you the MRI scans of where it was before to where it is now, like the, the, the mass in his brain is pretty much non-existent. It just shows impressions of where the mass was almost like it's a reminder to remind us how faithful God is, you know? Um, but yeah, his thought process is back, not confused. And, and doctors is just like astound just by his recovery that he's made. And it's just like, when you go through things like that, when you see things like that, you can't help but know that like, man, we serve a real God and an amazing God, you know? And, and I think that like in that process of just being there, even in August of last year, I, I had, um, you know, I left uh, my job because they were requiring us to come back here to Florida at the time. So I said, you know what, I'm not going to come back. I'm going to leave my job. I'm going to stay there, take care of my dad. Thankfully, the schools were still allowing kids to be remote. So I was still able to, you know, have my daughter go through the entire year remote while being in Boston after August of last year. And um, at that point, when I returned, you know, when I was there in August, I was just like, man, you know, there's, I can't, I can't, the fact that I, as a, a person that obviously a family person loving your dad. And I can't even imagine anyone else having to make a decision of income or family, you know? And for me, I was just like, there's no way there has to be a way that I can provide an avenue for other HR professionals like me, whether they were single moms, whether they were just women who were on their own or men that were caretakers, anybody that's caretakers taking care of somebody who's a cancer survivor, whatever it is, you know, I had to find a way that I can provide them some avenue to be able to still practice what they love in the human resource industry um, via a platform. So that way they can still make income, you know, on the side and not necessarily have to be so strapped because they're, they can't work anymore because they have to care for their family. Mm -hmm. So I decided to, at that moment, um, you know, move forward with the vision that God has always put in my heart and just, you know, really move forward with HROC and, and provide, you know, HR professionals with that platform to really make an impact and, and not have to sacrifice family and life where they can actually make income on the side or, you know, on their own through this platform. So that's when it was born last year and in, in the craziness of everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so, I love that. And thank you so much for sharing um, it's honestly such a beautiful story. I love how close your family is and how much faith y'all have. And, and you guys never gave up hope. You never gave up faith. And to see like the outcome that your dad had, you know, to like having what once was like a huge tumor, like there is now barely nothing, nothing, there is nothing. Right. And to just see the faith, there is nothing. <laughs> that's crazy. Cause it's like from one extreme to, to, to the other, right. From like, and so, yeah. um, that's just so beautiful. And it's, 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 I love how 
like, I feel like a lot of times and in life that there's like a pain point that we have to go through. And so we finally do what it is that God's been putting on our heart for a very long time. You know, like you said, this was in your heart before, you know, we even met like years ago, like this has been something that you've been wanting to do. And it wasn't until you had your own real life experience in that. And you're like, wow, now I'm in this situation. Like, yeah, I can work from home and I mean, I can work remote, you know, Um, but that's not the case for everybody in the field that I'm in and how beautiful, like there was a problem, you found a solution, you, you made that into a reality. And now you get to help other people be there for their families. Other people get to, you know, spend, you know, some people it's going to be their last days with their family. Right. And, and for them to get, to get to be with them and have that quality time and not have to, you know, make the decision of like, I want to be there, but if, I am there, then I don't have an income. And if I don't have an income, I'm going to support my family. You know, it's, it's a real place for a lot of people. It's a right. real place where they're like, for some people it may not be an option. Right. And so for you to have created something so beautiful and, and I love the purpose behind it. I love the, the mission behind it. And it's not just like a business idea, but it's like, no, like it's, it's helping so many people and so yeah. many lives. It's so beautiful. Um, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing, Diane. Of course. So I know you are a single mother and I do have friends myself who are single moms, uh, family members as well. And it's not, it's not an easy thing just from hearing and, and witnessing. It's something that I can only imagine. Um, but I know you have to be, uh, very strong, to, to be able to raise a child pretty much without the father. And, um, it's something that I've seen your daughter and the woman that she's becoming the lady that she's becoming. Um, it's, it's incredible. And I'm like, okay, that's a fruit of who you are. That's a fruit of how you've raised her, you know? And so with, you know, having, of friends that are in that season of being a single mother and whoever's listening and, and maybe is one, uh, Diane, what advice would you give to someone who right now is, is um, a single mom raising a child or children and is, is in, um, they, they don't really maybe feel like there's hope or they may be stuck because it's not the life that they imagined. They, they're stuck in, well, this is when I thought I thought I would have the, the the father and I thought I'd have this beautiful family. And then the reality is that that's not true. But seeing your story, there's, you know, that doesn't have to be the story for everybody, right? Like your story was different and it's beautiful and it's inspiring so many women, you know? So Diane, how did you take that route in uh, raising your daughter as a single mom? And, and what um, advice would you give to the single moms out there? I mean, honestly, the biggest advice that I would give um, to any single mom is keep pushing, mm-hmm. right? I think that that is um, one of the biggest things. And I know that sometimes it's easier said than done. Um, and I think that when you're in the midst of like so much difficulty that happens, there's something that's to be said about the spirit of tenacity, you know, just the resilience of continuing to push and every day waking up and saying, Hey, I'm going to quit, but just not today. Right. And if every single day 
you say that just not today, you're moving that much more closer to getting out of whatever funk that you're in. And and to be honest with you, Megs, like there's times I think that, because look, I'm a, I'm a single mom still till this day. And there's times that I go through moments where I find myself in my feelings and, and I think about it. I'm like, man, should I have taken this road? Should I have done this? Or should I have, you know, and I think that that's normal. Um, but staying close and remembering who God created you to be, you know, staying close to who he says you are and understanding that no matter what has happened in your life, and what paths you have taken in your life, understand that you are where you're supposed to be at this moment and you serve a mighty God and he's with you every single step of the way. And literally like throw all your struggles and throw all your tears that you've shed over the years, over your children growing up and not feeling like you could be there for them a hundred percent because you're working so hard to make ends meet and, I think that all of um, those moments, understanding that God is right there, like right there, even through the biggest struggles, he sees you, he hears you, he feels you, and he is just urging just to keep going because there is something that he's waiting for you to fulfill. There's a promise in your life. If you just keep moving, you understand? So for me, um, in my lowest points of just like being a mom or just my struggles and everything, and I'm not going to sit here and say like everything is perfect. Now I'm, I'm still a single mom. I'm still going through things from time to time. But one thing I will tell you is I don't give up. One thing I will tell you is that I keep moving because not only are you an inspiration to other people around you that see you and how you operate, but you're an inspiration to the, to the person you brought into this world. Mm -hmm. They're looking at you, you know, and, and you, you depending on, on how they grow up and who they are is your contribution to the world, you know, Mm -hmm. is your, um, is the way or what, how you're changing the world is, is the person that you're raising right now. So I would say to the single moms is, listen, I see you, I hear you, I feel you, but most importantly, like God sees you, God hears you, God feels you. And he wants you to keep pushing. He wants you to keep going on because there's so much, so much greatness in you, so much greatness in you that you have no idea. Like you don't, you can't even fathom the greatness that you have in you. But if you just keep moving on and keep moving forward, God is going to reveal that in time. And I never want to be the person that, you know, I, like I say, when, when I die and when I go to heaven, like I want to be in front of God with my tank on empty, knowing that I've used every single thing in me, you know, for him before I get in front of his feet, like before I get to his kingdom, you know, I want to get to him like completely empty. So I think that, um, just encouraging single moms to know that there's so much more in them and they are so much stronger than they know Mm. and that they just need to keep pushing and need to keep moving forward. That was so beautiful. Thank you, Diane. 
you you said something. I was like, wow, that was a whole golden nugget. You said um, the the child that you raise is your contribution to the world. That's how you're yeah. changing the world. And if you really think about it, like people think of changing the world of creating a whole company or a whole like being like a certain title or you know creating a, a nonprofit. But it's like, but if you could just do one of like the simple things that God's asked and is like, like be there for your family, your family's first, your family is before anything, you know, before your job, before your ministry, before that, because truly like how you treat your family is going to be a reflection of how you treat other people. Um, and, and something that's, that's sad that I've seen, um, not me, like people knowing people personally, but stories that I've heard of, certain people that have just, um, maybe you could call them famous or well-known and they put their families on the back burner because their job is number one in their life, you know, or their position. And it's like, that's, that's so sad that people can get to a point where their job is, has taken the place of their family. You know, at the end of the Mm -hmm. day, like that job isn't going to be there at your funeral at the end of the day. Like, it's just, it's like at the end of the day, what really matters, you know? And I was having this uh, conversation today with, um, I was telling you earlier, uh, before we start recording, we were talking and I was at my girls group this morning and I was saying how it's so, it's so interesting to me how sometimes we can get so caught up on looks and so caught up on things that like won't matter like five minutes from now, let alone like five years from now. And right. it's like, if we focus more on like loving people like that's how we will be known for when we're lo- no longer here. Like right. the word says you will be known for the way that you loved. Like you will be known by the way you love. Like, so yeah. it's like, for me, it's like, yes, a hundred percent. Like if we focus more on loving people, that is one of the greatest contributions that we can give to the world is love. Yeah. Because more than ever, I think this world just needs a lot of love. You know, Yeah, it's lacking it. It's yes. lacking it. I'm a lot of broken people, a lot of unhealed people, a lot of hurt people, hurting people. And it's like, yes, that, that is, but that doesn't have to always be, you know, and by you, you know, taking the stand in your family and you sticking up for yourself and not giving up and for you being there for your daughter and showing your daughter how to live a life of integrity, how to live a life um, as a woman of faith, you know, how to put God first before everything and anything. And as you live that out, your daughter's watching you, your daughter's listening to you, your daughter's hearing you, your daughter's seeing that your words match your actions. And she's modeling that, you know, she is a byproduct of you. And that's just so beautiful. Like I said, your daughter literally is the cutest thing. I mean, I haven't seen her in like seven years, but I can only imagine now she's in high school. Like she is a little lady. Yeah, she's definitely bigger than me. She's like taller than me and everything. But I think that um, so much of, of parenting comes from like sometimes the things we don't even say right? It's a lot about the things we do. And and when we don't think that they notice, they see us go through issues and they see how we handle ourselves in these issues and what, you know, what decisions we make. And those things, those lessons that they're learning when you're not even intentionally teaching them, but they're taking it. 
is what's important. So how you operate. And a lot of times, you know, um, we find ourselves in these really difficult situations and what you, we need to really do better with asking God or just really trying to change our perspective and really not saying like, man, why is this happening to me? Or, you know, but figure out what exactly you have to learn from this situation, right? Because everything we go through is, um, is character building, right? Is to, to grow us, is to make us into a better version of ourselves with every situation that we go through and every decision that we make. And, and, um, when we learn how to like change our perspective to be like, man, what, what do I need to learn from this? Or what could I do differently or, you know, and, and, and look at things from that perspective, we're going to get that much more stronger. Um, and that's what helps us push forward, you know, and, and what, what the, the gift of overcoming an issue, right. Of one overcoming one issue is maybe getting into another one, right. Because sometimes preach it, it sister preach yeah, it. <laughs> it doesn't mean that just because we get over one thing that's it we're done we've grown no like they they have there's the saying that you know when you think you've arrived you're on your way back mm-hmm. and that's it right we've we never just arrive we're never like there right there's always growth to be had right so i think that when we change our perspective to look at our situations and say, man, there's something I can learn from this. What do I have to learn? Or, hey, let me overcome this. If you start to look at things in that manner, it will give you more of a fighting spirit to be like, you know what? This isn't even that bad. I'm going to overcome this, you know, and stay close to God, stay in prayer, stay in faith. And I'm going to overcome this. And before you know it, you're going to look back on your situation and be like, man, like I did that. Like, I remember when I was raising my daughter, like when she was three, four, like granted, I have an amazing family. Like my mom has helped me immensely throughout this, you know, my entire life, you know? Um, and I give her all the thanks for helping me, you know, with my daughter. Um, but I remember there's been times where, man, after I had my child and when I separated with my husband at the time, which is my, my daughter's um, father, I, you know, willed myself to go back to school. So I was doing school during the days, working at night, then also being a, a mom, you know, so going through all that and then not even making a whole lot of money to support and just knowing the financial struggles that I had to overcome. And like, man, when I, I look back at that. I'm just like, damn, like, you know, that, that whole fighter spirit of just like, no, I got to overcome or what do I have to learn from this? Like that will get you through day by day by having that fighter spirit, you know, just that's, that's, and that's the biggest message to all moms. Like there is a fighter in you. You just pull it out and keep fighting, change your perspective, see what you have to learn from this situation, learn it and let's move forward. And that's like the biggest nugget that I can give to any single mom. Cause I know how difficult it can be sometimes. So. Wow. Dana, I got, I got goosebumps all over my arm. Those 
so good. I think I said so good like 10 times. <laughs> so beautiful for real. Like I remember I was uh, sharing this this week um, in I help lead the 11th, 12th grade girls at my church. And I was telling them, I remember, and I was like, y'all, this is something that I got to work on again. And I, and I can look back at a season when I was living in Orlando and I had that fighter spirit. Like I'm telling you, like when a battle came or a situation came, I was like, all right, bet, let's go. Like, I'm not scared <laughs> of this mountain. Like, I'm not scared of this. Like, I know who I am. I know who my God is. Like, I, like I was fearless but it's because I was there's like this quote and it's like instead of like telling God how big your mountain is tell your mountain how big your God is and I really had that yes that attitude and that perspective of like okay yeah this is a situation it kind of sucks or this is a battle I'm gonna have to overcome but I know with every battle there's a victory on the other side so I would kind of get like excited. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going through a battle, but baby, I got a victory coming too. You know, like, and I was, I would get excited because I knew once you overcome something, it's not like that's it. And your life is roses, butterfly and unicorns. It's like, get ready because another battle is coming and it's not being pessimistic. It's being realistic. I'm a very optimistic person, but I'm also very realistic when it comes to real life, you know? And so I've noticed in my life, like there's seasons where I'm like, that was the best season of my life. And then like, 48 hours later, I'm like, I'm in the worst season of my life, <laughs> but it's a real place. You know, it's a real place to be in. And it's perspective is so key. Perspective is everything. Perspective yeah. is everything. I mean, you can have two people going through the same thing. And one person is like, all right, like that, again, that fighter spirit, I'm going to learn something from this. I'm going to help people along the way. Like, and then you have someone that's like, yeah, negative Nelly, you know, like, oh my gosh, this, like, I can never do this. And this is this. And like, it's just like negativity on negativity. And it's like speaking that your words hold power. The, the power of the tongue is so real, you know, like you speak life or you speak death, but you're doing one or the other. Like, it's not just, you know? And so it's like, what are you speaking into existence? Like when you have a battle, how is your, um, self-talk? Is it, yeah. I can't overcome this. I can't do this. Uh-uh. And you are literally belittling yourself. Exactly. You know, and, and is it easy? No. Like I'm, am I saying now when a battle comes, I'm like, all right, let's go. No, I have to now remind myself. I have to train myself to be like, wow. Like I remember that fighter spirit Meg's a couple of years ago. I got to get that spirit back in me. Cause guess what? Life isn't easy. It's been a couple yeah. of tough months if I'm, if I'm being realistic, but yeah. It's that perspective of, okay, God, you're doing something in me. You're doing something around me. What are you trying to teach me? Because clearly I'm going through something because God wants to show me something. He wants to teach me something so then I could take this lesson that I'm learning in this season and apply it to the next season that I'm going into, you know? And so it's like when you have that perspective, when you have that fighter spirit, it yeah, really- yeah. Sometimes you know the the even the lessons that you learn sometimes may not even be for you, right? Sometimes the lessons that you learn are for you to learn, so you can, can guide somebody else. You know, a hundred percent. And it's like when you go through something, you realize, okay, I'm going through this, so I can learn something. But when you look hindsight in the long term, you're going to see all the people that you help along the way. You know, now, Diane, you have 
that power, you, you have the capability of speaking into the lives of single moms because you're doing it, you've lived it and you are living it, you know, and you're doing it um, in a way with so much grace and so much strength, like the spirit of a warrior, like you're not giving up, you know, like, you know, who you are, you know, whose you are. And so it's really, um, I think that if people could just take away of, of, if you're in a situation and it seems dark and hard, it's like, well, if, if you can't see the light, surround yourself with people that do, you know, if, if you are stuck in a rut, like that's what I had to do. There was a season, um, months back, I would say over a year ago where I was like, I had no light. I didn't see the light. I had no light. And I really had to surround myself with people. Um, went to a counselor because my brain was just not, it was so stuck in a, in a cycle. Cause you know, whatever your perspective is, if you keep believing that, whether it's good or bad, yeah. guess what? Your mind's going to think that's reality. Exactly. So I was in a cycle where I was believing just very bad and negative and a toxic cycle. And because I was believing it, that became my reality. When I went to counseling and, and I was able to work with the counselor and she was really get to um, help me understand why I was thinking the things I was thinking or why I view the things that I did kind of um, ask me questions to get to me, to my heart, to my mind. And then when she uncovered everything, like a, like a, like a Lego, like my brain's like a little Lego and she's like taking all the blocks and like, you know, like just make it. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> Whoa, like that, my, that wasn't reality. Like this is reality. I'm like, this is what, you know, but it's crazy because again, if you don't, if you don't snap out of that and you keep feeding that, negative self-talk and, and that like those wrong perspectives, it can really lead people in a dark place, you know? Yeah. 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 And you're right. And honestly, I feel like, um, the dark places just don't, they don't just happen overnight. Right. It's, Mm -hmm. it's like a gradual thing. It's like, it, it takes time. It's a little by little. And that's why, you know, there's um there's a spiritual warfare going on there's a mental warfare going on you know so i think that um we need to be mindful how the enemy you know tries to deceive us right and a lot of times he tries to deceive us through our thoughts and if he can plant a seed of doubt in your brain um and once it continues to germinate maybe all he did was planted and your thoughts are just going and continuing to water the seed of doubt it continues to grow and grow until it overtakes you so i think that in a way it's important that even when things are going really well that we always remember that you know our mind is so important and it's important to have that you know, positive self-talk to have those, whether it's affirmations to stay close to the word and, you know, and just remember whose you are and in those things over time, like even in the good times when you're feeding yourself that and, and reading like books and things of that sort, when you're feeding your mind that it's going to make you that much more prepared, you know, to handle these dark times that may come because you've been, preparing for it right you've been feeding your mind um for it and I think that it's so important because a lot of times dark times like we don't see it coming because we're sometimes we don't we're not preparing ourselves a hundred percent for it and it just gradually happens 
Um, and not to say that dark times won't ever happen to anybody, but at least you're, you're, you're better prepared to handle it, you know? So it's just important that, um, mindset is, is, is huge, you know, um, personal development is huge. And that's another advice that I would give anybody. Um, but if we're talking about single moms, Hey, single moms, like, you know, pick up a book, read, um, read the Bible, you know, read the words, read devotionals, like stay close to God. There's actually this, um, book that I'm reading from this, uh, woman that I follow. She's absolutely amazing. Her name is Marshawn Evans Daniels. It's called believe bigger. She's a woman of God, fearful, um, amazing, amazing woman of God, but her book is absolutely phenomenal, but it's just, um, it just puts a lot of things into perspective. And I think that it's so important for just people in general, women, moms, anybody to, to stay very close to their thought process and, and know that they have to continuously feed it here, um, so that they can be, you know, very well equipped for any challenges that may come about. So. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that because it's so everything, everything, everything in our life stems from our mind. Like we live in a world, but guess what? Every single person has a different perspective. Everybody sees the world through their eyes, not our eyes. Like you see the world through your eyes. I see the world through my eyes. Anyone listening sees the world through their own eyes. Right. And so it's like, we all have these different perspectives, whatever you're feeding the mind is what you're going to get the most out of, you know? Right. So I can totally agree with what you said is like, feed your mind. Like you're like, we feed our bodies. Are we feeding our minds? Like we eat three times a day, maybe some less, maybe some more, but it's like, how many times are you feeding your mind? How many times are you feeding your spirit? How many times are you feeding your soul? And whatever you feed the most is gonna like your appetite's going to grow bigger for that. Yeah. You're only feeding your body, but you're starving your spirit and your soul and everything. Guess what? that's going to die down. You're not going to be as hungry to re- read the word. You're not going to be as hungry to learn about, you know, pod, like learn through podcasts and, and books and stuff. And you're just going to be like living a very, like in the physical world, you know, but yeah. there's a quote, I think, I think it's by C.S. Lewis. I'm not. And it's like, you know, we're not, um, humans living, like we're, we're not like just human bodies living in a soul. We are like spiritual beings living in a physical body, you know, like Mm. we are at our core, like spiritual beings. And this is our body. This is our temple. Like this is what protects us. And this is what covers us, but who we are inside that's inside, you know, it's like, so how are we cultivating that? How are we feeding that? You know, like I'm a very, um, I'm a very routine person. I thrive on routine, but I also love spontaneity, but my day to day, I'm very routine. Like, and so in the morning I wake up, I'll have my cafecito and I'm going to, I read the word first thing in the morning, because if I don't read the word, I'm feeding everything else beforehand. And when I read that first, when I read God's truth, I see like if an annoyance comes (laughs) or something that's just not very like pleasant happens, or I get annoyed, I'm annoyed or I'm in traffic and somebody cuts me off instead of getting angry and frustrated. Like most people, I'm like, you know what? grace. Maybe that person is on in a rush because something happened and they need to be there for their, like your perspective's different. You know, you don't get so triggered. Yeah. Easily. You don't get so angered easily. You know, I have right next to me, actually I have my, the, um, Bible verses that I repeat every morning, which is like God's promises. Um, but then also like these affirmations and it's not these like affirmations that, I don't believe in, I'm like, okay, well, if I say this enough, I'll believe it for myself. And it's like, no, these are things that I truly believe, like who God says I am 
who I believe I am and who I want to be. Yeah. You know, it says here, like, I am loving, I am kind, I am generous, I am an active listener, I am these things where it's like, I say that because that's who I want to embody, that's who I want to be in that day. So when right. I read those things, and let's say I'm like little, like, I don't want to be that, but I'm like, wait a minute, this morning I told myself, I am patient. So why am I trying to be so like, um, like rushy right now? I am kind. So let me not be like, like many people in the world. You know what I'm saying? It's different. Yeah. You're telling yourself who you are. You're reminding yourself who you are. Sadly, not everybody, but a lot of people, the first thing they do in the morning is what? Open up Instagram. And and Mm -hmm. is Instagram going to tell you who you are? Well, maybe if you follow some pastors or if you follow some good pages. Yeah. But that's not like you, you need that intimate time yourself, right? Yeah. Like you, you're, you need to get it from the source, like yeah. the source, not a third party. Right. And when you do that, you just, you show up differently. You, you carry yourself differently. You, you know, people like they say, yo, there's something different about you. Like, I don't know yeah. what it is, but you just got this piece. Like this, this, this room was a little like hasty or a little, but you came in and I don't know. It's just like some, something just feels peaceful. And you're like, it ain't me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's something great, you know, that's, but it's, it's, it's so, it's so important. And like you said, it's nothing crazy. It can be as like intentional as taking five minutes and and just, and meditating in those five minutes with no distractions and writing down, you know, um, who you want to be, who you want to become, you know, and, and, you know, memorizing, cause I'm, I'm doing a devotional on, on, you know, anxiety. And one of the things said exactly what you said, Diane, it said, don't memorize scripture when you're already like freaking out and you're in that anxious state, memorize scripture when you're in a good state, in a clear state of mind, that way, when those moments come, guess what? You're equipped. You're exactly. Prepared. You got your armor ready. You know, so when you're yeah. anxious, it's like, you know, well, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear but he's giving me a a sound mind. You know, he gives me peace and you can fight it back. And then you're like, okay, you know, and, and, and there's different levels to, to all those things when it comes to anxiety and stuff, but it's those little things that can help, you know, those are those little things that like that have helped me and and stuff like that. And so that's, that's so important. And I'm so glad that you spoke about that because it truly is everything. Like if you don't protect your mind, like if you don't control your thoughts, your thoughts are going to control you. And that is a scary place to be in. Exactly. Exactly. And I completely agree. And I think that in today's world with just like social media and with just everything out there is just, um, it's scary. It's scary. And you have to go into over overdrive because, you know, the, the enemy is out there in every single way possible. Um, and if you don't protect yourself or you don't, prepare yourself, then you're going to find yourselves falling into the victims of these patterns and, you know, these trends or, you know, these things that are going on. So you just have to have that level of awareness um, and just prepare yourself, you know, and, and like read, read, read your Bible, like read these, you know, scriptures and just prepare yourself, your heart, your mind, your body and soul. Um, because we're here for not just for ourselves, for our life with God, but he's given us a purpose in this life to, 
um, you know, minister to others and to guide others towards him through the way that we live our lives, you know, Mm. and it's funny because you had mentioned like, you need to be the light of the world. And, and it took me back to this time. I remember I I had um, had a quick stint in my life where I was like an executive assistant um, to one of like this, uh, uh, it was like an events company and the, the CEO obviously owned that. Um, but I remember when I was getting into the job and I, this guy that worked there, he was just like randomly, he would, he would drive the little go-kart and he was like one of the maintenance guys. He would like do stuff. And then he, um, I needed to go take a measurement of something. And he literally got me, he was just like, Oh, come, I'll take you on my go-kart. And he took me there so I could take the measurement. So I didn't have to like walk in my heels. So he asked and he was just like, you're a Christian, right? Mm. And um, at that moment, I was just like, I was taken back. I was like, yeah, how do you know? Why, why are you saying that? You know, and he's like, there's something about you. There's a light and you, and it's, you can tell like, there's a light about you. Like God has you here for a reason. It's just like, and it's so crazy because sometimes you'll go in life and you're like, do to do just like doing life right yeah. but then god will yeah. remind you you're where you need to be and you're here okay. because i have a purpose for you so good. like and i'm going to put this guy in your path and he's going to remind you you're here for something so, you know and it's crazy megs because in that time in that company it was one of the craziest time because it was the most um challenging um, boss that I've ever had. Um, we had a great relationship, but just in general, he was just like a crazy, not organized, (laughs) just a lot, you know? And, um, but every day, like I knew I was there for a purpose at that time. And it was to like impact even the life of my CEO of my boss at that time, you know? So, um, it's just crazy how God will always remind you, like you're here for a purpose. And, and when you tune into that frequency of who he is, you'll see those moments come about so much more, like where he's reminding you yeah. that you're there 100%. for a purpose, you yeah. know? So it's so good. That is, yes, it happens when you least expect it. That's happened yeah. to me at times, whether I was at work or just somewhere random. And like someone just comes up and they're like, they start talking. You're like, you don't even know who I am or my name, but like, how do you know this about me? You know? And it's yeah. like, God, just like using that person to speak to you, to remind you, like, yeah. I see you. I'm proud of you. You are making a difference, you know? And it's like, sometimes like we need those reminders. Cause sometimes we can feel maybe at a job and like, well, am I really making a difference here? Like, you know, does anybody really see me here? Or like, you know, whether that's at school for students or anybody. And it's like, yeah, you are, your presence makes a difference in the room. Right. And so that was, um, yeah, that's so awesome. And again, it's because of that light you carry and he's just so in you that it's like, wow. Like for somebody to just stop you saying like, you're a Christian, it's, you didn't preach him anything. You didn't say anything. And he just knew. You know, and that's like super rare. So that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Diane, I wanted to ask you, um, and this is the, the question of the pod. It's the final question. And that is, if you knew then what you know now, what would you tell your younger self? So I think that, um, what I would tell my younger self is that, um, 
is that, you know, it's going to be okay. And that you got this, you know, because I think that this fierceness that you have in, in me right now, this resiliency that you have in me right now, um, as heightened as it is, is because it's come with a whole lot of years of experience, right. And things that I have gone through, um, to make me as resilient as I am now. And regardless of whatever happens, I know that I'm going to come out of it. Right. Um, even if I'm in the thick of it, I know that there is going to be a better day. I know that even at the end of the day, that this life is not ultimately what I'm, what my desire is or what, you know, victory looks like. It's when I'm in his kingdom, you know, that's, that's the ultimate goal, you know? So for me telling my younger self that, you know, it's, it's going to be okay. And preparing her to know like, yeah, you're going to go through things, but you get out at the other end, you know, and um, preparing her for that. Because to be quite honest, I wouldn't want to change any of my struggles that I've from going through anything I've gone through because I'm extremely proud of the woman that I am today. Mm -hmm. And I'm proud of the woman that my daughter is. Um, And, you know, the only way that we would have gotten here is going through everything we've gone through already. Yeah. So I would never want to deter my younger self from going through all of that because it's needed lessons, you know? So just letting her know that it's okay. And she's going to get through everything. Um, And just to give her that, you know, thought process of like, Oh, I got this, you know, from a very young age is, um, is exactly what I would tell my younger me for sure. I love that. Yes, you got this. <laughs> Diane, it was such a pleasure talking to you. And thank you so much for yeah. just sharing your story from, you know, your whole faith journey, sharing the story with your father to how you started your business, you know, to how it was like and how it is like raising um, yeah. a child, being a single mom and the perseverance and you being so open about your faith. It's just so admirable. It's so beautiful. And I just appreciate you a lot. Yeah, no, I appreciate you, Megs. And thank you so much for just giving me this platform and inviting me to come here and talk to you. And I just think you're doing such an amazing thing here and just speaking to so many hearts. And um, I'm so proud of you, to be quite honest. So keep doing what you're doing. And God has so much promise in your life. I can see it from like a mile away. So thank you (laughs) for everything. Oh, thank you. Well, I appreciate you so much and we'll chat soon. Yes. Bye, girl. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and please leave a rate and review as it makes a huge difference. Also, share this podcast with your friends and family and don't forget to follow at One Thing in Common Podcast on Instagram and tag us with any insights you got from the episode. I am so grateful for each and every one of you and I hope you have the best week. Much love.